friends, thank you for joining me on yet another episode of Clashing in Traffic. I am your host, Catfish, and I am uh, glad to have you all along with me for the ride as I drive into work this morning. I appreciate everybody who stops by and uh, keeps me company on this long, arduous trek into the office. So this morning, uh, yet again, you may notice a little bit different uh, sound quality. I don't know that Waze comes through when uh, this producer is helping me, but I'm riding with Cassie. And again, this morning, as Sparky is out taking care of some other business this morning. Uh, so hopefully everything will go just as smoothly as it did the last time Cassian was helping me out on the show. So what do we have going on in Clash of Clans, folks? Uh, today is Clan Games Day. Uh, that's right. Uh, I uh, am recording, oh, I don't know, a few hours after uh, after the clan game started, and I'm sure that some of you are already done. <laughs> uh, I, I went in and, and checked them out, did a couple of the uh, the builder base challenges, because, come on, let's be real now, those are the easiest ones to do. You just go in and you can knock a bunch of those out uh, in rather quickly. And uh, I, uh, that's usually how I finish off my land games, uh, if any, none of the, the challenges fit with what I am farming with in Legend League. Uh, so I've got a couple hundred points there. I'm not, um, I think the clan games rewards are certainly better than they were last month. Last month, I think we had books of spells yet again, and I don't, I mean... I know that, that, like I said last month, that the challenges and the rewards are not uh, all geared directly towards nobody but the Town Hall 14s. But those of us up at Town Hall 14, we don't have any spells left that we're working on. So those books of spells don't really come in handy. But this month we've got a book of heroes, y'all. And that is definitely going to come in handy as we are grinding out those heroes and those pets uh, at the Town Hall 14 level. Uh, On my, my lower accounts, the book of heroes again will certainly come in handy as i'm working on my town hall 11 getting all three of my heroes up uh still got a couple levels on those and even my town hall nines even my maxed with everything except heroes town hall nine uh that uh i've I've moved over to start another claim and we'll get into that a little bit later on what that's about uh but yeah the books of heroes will always come in handy uh, depend no matter where you're at, because if you can participate in clan games, then you're going to have a hero that you're going to need to be working on. Uh, so what are we going to be taking this month? Um, there's a couple of the the tiers where I'm not all that impressed with the rewards that we have, and a couple of the tiers that, yeah, absolutely can't wait to grab those rewards. Uh, tier 1, uh, the training potion. I, I can always use training potions. I hate having to buy gems on them, uh, or I hate having to spend gems on them and they always come in handy, uh, and, and, and I'd rather not have to spend a bunch of the, the clan league medals uh, to get the training potions either, so I love it when I see them available in one of these challenges, so definitely tier one is going to be that training potion. Uh, tier two is, I don't even know, I, I don't know what I want from tier two. Uh, nothing in there is really jumping out at me as being super spectacular, so I'll probably grab the power potion, um, because we do have a few troop levels that are, it's going to take me a while to finish the last couple upgrades off. I have uh, E-Drags. I have one level on E-Drags and one level on my Dragon Riders uh, before my lap is maxed out again. So maybe I'll grab the Power Potion, uh, but 
if I do, it's probably going to end up getting sold for gems because I need them a little bit more than I need that little extra power. Uh, tier three, uh, research. Uh, these, the lab upgrades at, at Town Hall 14 are insane. Even with my maxed out season pass um, builder boost, it's still like two weeks to, to research the, the final level of E-Drags. And the, uh, the Dragon Riders are not much behind that and by the time I get around to being able by the time I have my lab opened up to be able to research those uh, I'm going to have a little bit less on my my research boost from the the season pass because we'll be into July and I'll probably only be at like the second tier of the the research boost on that so uh, yeah the, the research potion will definitely come in handy there uh, tier four probably gonna grab the shovel but y'all know me I'm, I'm not keeping the shovel. It's going to get sold for gems. <laughs> Tier 5 Builder Potions. Oh, man, I could definitely use some Builder Potions. There's so many upgrades that I'm working on uh, on the Town Hall 14 that could be done. My my 11, I, because I don't farm on it quite as much, I, I'll, I'll admit that my 11 sometimes sits with a Builder or two that aren't busy. Uh, but, but actually, right now, I've got them all working and have enough loot to keep them working for a little bit of time. So even on my 11, I'll do that. Um, my, my lower town all nine, so in my alpha fish account, that that'll that'll definitely come in handy there um, to get those uh, defenses upgraded in a timely manner. And what else do we have? That was okay. Uh, that was tier five, so tier six, of course, the book of heroes. Uh, yeah. Book of Heroes definitely going to be grabbed on that one. Uh, not sure which hero that's going to get put to on my Town Hall 14. Um, I've actually only touched my Grand Warden and my Royal Champion so far since the 14 update came out. Uh, I poured a lot of DE into my uh, my pet house, and then any DE that I had left over, I was throwing into the Royal Champion. Um, like I've said a million times before, I don't buy packs, so I'm not buying a bunch of Book of Heroes. Uh, to, to upgrade things quickly, so I, I'm i going a little bit more slowly on my hero upgrades so that I can stay in war uh, and continue contributing to the clan. Uh, that is going to have to change. I'm going to have to devote a little bit of time off from upgrading those heroes so that I can, or from, from warring so that I can actually get my heroes done. Uh, but my, my royal champion is now max. Uh, I was able to do that with a uh, hero hammer. Uh, just yesterday, so it's up to max. My Grand Warden is sitting at 53, and then uh, King and Queen are at 75 each. Uh, my pets are, two of them are at 4, two of them are at 5, and I'm slowly working on those. Uh, dirty little secret is that, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt me towards the end, is that I take off the week of CWL from upgrading my pets so that I can have them. Uh, for CWL. We're not making that a mandatory thing in Knights of Zion uh, because there's just so many levels to get through. We're not going to make it mandatory to do that, but it I, I, it helps when you have all four pets, right? And uh, that's just the way that I'm doing it. So my pets might look like they're a little behind, but that's just fine. I will certainly catch up. I always do. And uh, I'll still be able to, to do uh, a few good hits when it comes CWL time. Hopefully, anyway. Uh, so let's see, what do we got going on now? I talked about my, let's see, hero levels, pet levels, the E-Drags that are, my E-Drags are in the lab right now going to max, uh, Dragon Riders next. Uh, my regular dragons and my loons are the two that I uh, use books on to get them done. 
uh, right after the, the latest update hit. So I've been I've been using them a little bit. Uh, spent the last week doing some rocket loon and dragon attacks. Did a couple days of that and, and really enjoyed how that was working. Uh, it was rocket loons, drags, and bats. And, and I, you know, it took me a little bit of time to learn some timing on it. Uh, but once I did, it, it was it was starting to work pretty well. I was even doing a a, a blizzard drag bat that had the blizzard portion coming in in like the middle of the attack actually so you you would suey the heroes to get a corner down and then start your drags in and send the uh you would send the blimp in through the warden's ability so that you could you could pop the warden's ability get the 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 blimp in the blimp's goal if the if the town hall wasn't right on the edge where you could suey the town hall then the blimp's goal was to take out the town hall and get it down before the uh, dragons got to it. So you wanted the town hall down and the poison bomb gone before the drags got there uh, so that you could not let those suckers die through that, uh, which was a a neat concept. I I really like that. That's kind of how we're going to have to do things with Town Hall 14 is either save that town hall to the end or try to uh, get just one set of troops going into it so that you don't have a bunch of them dying in that in that uh, poison cloud. Man, traffic is nuts, y'all. I got people just cutting in and out everywhere. Jeez. Uh, you can tell that people are starting to get back to work because uh, traffic is starting to pick up. And I think everybody took the last year off from driving and nobody knows how to do it anymore. So thanks for uh, helping keep my eyes on the road while we're out here. Uh, but yeah, um, those were, those were, that was what I was doing with those dragons and, and rocket loons. Really liking those guys. Um, I'll, I'll definitely be, be boosting them again here in the near future. I even tried them in some uh, in some defensive clan castles, and for the first day or two after the update, before people started learning how to, to operate with them, uh, they seemed to do really well, uh, especially down at a little bit lower level. Like in my Town Hall 11, I would put one Rocket Loon in there, uh, and then would change things up and tried a couple different combos you, you know, tried a couple super minions tried some headhunters uh, some witches uh, but something you want that, that rocket loon getting out there fast and distracting the queen because you know if people are doing queen charges that's really what the rocket loon is good against um, but you know distracting her and that that crash damage then dealing a bunch of damage to her while then, like, if you've got the super minions in the background, uh, the super minions are just starting to, to rain their volleys down on her. Or if you've got headhunters coming out, too, uh, that gives, you know, the rocket loon gets there, the queen will have to lock onto it, which lets the headhunters get to the queen uh, to start slowing her down a little bit more. Um, and even the same thing with the witches, it lets the skellies uh, get a chance to get out there. Uh, so no, it wasn't wasn't overpowered the first couple days there were people i saw in several discords that were complaining about it being op and that there's going to have to be an instant balance change because queen charges are dead and then they they realize they just got to have better timing on their poison and freeze uh to take out the cc so same cc um well the same kind of strategy you would use against cc full of super minions right you've got to get the poison down in a good spot so that you're hitting them uh while they're doing their long range volley and having the making them come through that poison as they have to get closer. Same kind of concept with the rocket wounds. You want you got to get that poison down quickly so that it slows it down a little bit and does enough damage to where uh, if you're doing a queen charge, the healers can then heal up the queen a little bit before 
that death damage deals the what is it, it's over 600 damage on on its death damage, uh, which is not an insignificant portion when you got a couple of those suckers coming at you. Uh, I was even running them in a log launcher, y'all, on my Town Hall 11. So I, I will I will say this uh, until Supercell changes it. Uh, Town Hall 11 is broken. If you are a Town Hall 11 and you are doing anything other than zap, which it's probably because you haven't figured out how to do it yet, uh, you need to learn that one. There's only a handful of bases that cannot be handled by Zapwitch, and those bases are the only one or two that you're going to need something like a like a hybrid or an E-Drag kind of army against it. Zapwitch is going to kill everything, and I was using a rocket loon in a log launcher, so Zapwitch Town Hall 11, you zap out your, your Inferno Tower. I don't care if it's a multi or if it's a single, because Zapwitch is using heroes and golems, which singles are going to roast, and a bunch of witches, which multis are going to roast. So zap out the Inferno Towers. You take two quakes, one on each Inferno Tower, eight zaps, four on each Inferno Tower. That takes those things out, as long as you know everything's at the appropriate levels. Uh, and I'll post a link to a, a tool. Um, it's the, the Zap Quaker tool. Um, I've, I've posted in a couple of the discords, but it'll show you how many of each spell you need and to take out a certain defense and it'll even ask you what your levels on those spells are and what level of the defense is so you're good to go there uh, if somebody is i don't know if, i don't want to call them stupid but if somebody has a poorly designed base where they have both of the inferno towers and the eagle artillery all within close proximity to where you can get them with a single quake or if you can get, you know, hit that Eagle Artillery with zaps from each of the Inferno Towers. Uh, so say you've got an Inferno Tower on each, like, corner of the Eagle Artillery. No, you can't hit, you can't use four zaps to hit those uh, Inferno Towers because the Inferno Towers are far enough apart. But if you drop your one Quake now on the middle of that Eagle Artillery so that it hits the Eagle, the in both Inferno Towers, and then you hit four of those zaps on the one Inferno Tower and also touches the Eagle Artillery, and then it only takes, I think, three more uh, zaps. So seven zaps in a Quake is what takes out an Eagle Artillery. Uh, and if you can get those down, then you've got both of the Inferno Towers and the Eagle Artillery down. Those are the only things that really stand a chance against a Zap Witch, is those three defenses at Town Hall 11. And I cannot believe how many bases I'm finding where it has the Eagles or it has the Inferno Towers surrounding the Eagle, and you can just zap all that stuff out. But back to the Rocket Loon, uh, I then take, you know, usually you're just getting the Inferno Towers, and then you're taking your log launcher and aiming it at the Eagle Artillery so that you can get it down. Uh, and then your Golems and your Witches are going around everything. They usually end up going around the outside, uh, or like, like the first layer of walls, they'll get in there and then move around that big... Uh, They'll move around the core. They won't funnel themselves into the core, which is just fine. That's what the log launcher's for. Uh, the log launcher heads its way in there. That rocket loon comes out and is just so fast. It gets immediately, usually it's going to be hitting the Eagle Artillery, if the Eagle Artillery is even still alive after a couple log hits. Uh, and then it's, it's just taking stuff out um, and, and moving through the core so that even though your golems and witches don't make it to the core, it's still dead. Uh, so... It has been, it's been fun. Um, and it, like I said, if you're a Town Hall 11 and you're not running that, um, one, it's probably because you're participating in a No Siege League, which you guys doing that are awesome. That's probably the only way to really make Town Hall 11 seem competitive. 
is to go into a no siege league. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm just enjoying wrecking things right now because it seems like there's a lot of people that don't understand how easy it is. Uh, but maybe maybe I'll do one of those no-siege things at some point and try. Uh, right now, I have my Grand Warden and my, my Barb King down on my 11, and I'm still tripling bases that I'm farming. I'm not in war, but I, I probably could be um, because I'm still, I think it's about half and half between triples and high two stars, even though I don't have a Grand Warden or a Barbarian King. Uh, that is how broken Zapwitch is at Town Hall 11. So uh, Supercell, if you're listening, maybe a little balance there, even though I do love Witches. Um, they, they are, they're not balanced very well at all at Town Hall 11. <clears throat> so what are some other things we've got going on? Uh, last, uh, well, two weeks ago, when we were doing, when we were in the middle of CWL, uh, and I was talking about how we were doing this 21-man rotation, every person was going to get five hits regardless of what happened, uh, and I said that we had one guy who on the first day got a zero star, and it was just one of those, one of those attacks, right, where something got into his head and was just messing with him. Uh, the the base was baited for the attack he was using. It looked like maybe he fat fingered a couple things, which come on, I've, I've talked about that being one of my biggest pet peeves in Clash of Clans is when I end up fat fingering stuff, so I totally get that. Um, everything just seemed to be stacked against him on that day. After he's hit, uh, he, had, he had messaged me and, and apologized for the you know the zero star and, and said, please take me out for the rest of the week. And you know, Our response was, no, that, that's not how we're doing things this time. Um, we're going to keep everybody in. Uh, we want everybody to, to recover from those poor hits because we had a couple of them. Uh, we want everybody to recover from the poor hits. Let's uh, figure out what went wrong and not let it happen again. So kept him in for day two. He got a you know a mid mid tier two star because he he thought he was getting pulled and we were still talking at this time and, and like no sorry you're you're still in. Um, we're going to keep everybody in. So I think he got stuck you know with the last base that was left and it wasn't something that he typically would would hit. But after day two, so he had three more attacks left. Dude recovered extremely well and got three triples in a row. Uh, had we been under our old system, uh, he would have got benched after day one and would not have had a chance to even attempt to make up for that that fail. Uh, but he stayed in, we kept with it, and uh, got a huge boost of confidence there, I think, uh, because he ended up tripling his last three attacks uh, and did extremely well. Uh, the only thing that kept him out of contention for getting bonus medals is that singles and, 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 and fails put you out of contention for bonus medals. Uh, that's just one of the criteria we have to do when we have so many people. When you've got <clears throat> the ability to give, I think, seven bonus medals and you've got 21 awesome people on your roster, you've got to you know be really nitpicky with how you distribute those. But, uh, yeah, shout out to that guy. Because it was a, you know, a zero-star fail on the first war, I don't, I don't know that I want to, you know, drop his name out there and make him feel bad but uh if he's listening he knows who he is and the clan that's that's listening because uh my man sir cello pups the one that kind of pointed this out and uh, uh he's like hey you know you, you talked about the zero star but you didn't talk about how well he did to finish out the week uh, and he's right I, I went back and looked at the stats and he just rocked it the second half of the week so uh thank you for overcoming what looked like a failure to start with and then turned into a fantastic week in uh, 
for the Knights of Zion as we were fighting in Jericho Rising. So as we're talking about Jericho Rising, we're going to see that name coming up a lot more. Uh, it's not a clan that we have used a whole ton. It's just been our event clan. Uh, like I said, we we did go over and do last month's CWL and JR um, just to, to test a couple things out. But we're going to see that name popping up quite a bit more this summer. Uh, you see the Knights of Zion are participating in the Town Hall 14 Summer Scrims League that is being hosted by the Class Files. Uh, so Big D saw it. Uh, I had seen it and thought, you know, maybe that'd be kind of cool to do, uh, but hadn't actually taken the time to register teams. Big D's the one that saw it. Our, our, our leader saw you guys posting it in your Discord, and he hit up the rest of the leadership team and said, hey, guys, I want to do this. Uh, he wants to move us into a more competitive uh, you know, to being a bit more competitive plan and maybe participating in some more leagues. And he thought this was going to be the perfect, you know, stepping stone to starting that out. Um, you got to start somewhere and this looks like a perfect place to do it. So thank you to the Clash Files family for hosting these summer scrims and we're looking forward to participating. So much so <clears throat> that the Knights of Zion have actually registered three teams. Uh, so we are going to be having three teams participating in this league. Uh, so far, I think there are nine teams registered in the league, and, and I'm hoping that we'll get some more some more teams in there. So if you are a clan that has five Town Hall 14s that you would like to enter into this, um, it's, it's not a bunch of guys who have been professional Clash of Clans league players in the past. Uh, I'm sure that some of the teams are going to have some of those types of people but two of the three teams coming from Knights of Zion is just a bunch of filthy casuals, y'all. A uh, bunch of guys. Some of us are, are free to play. Some of us only buy the gold pass. Uh, there's a couple couple dirty rotten gemmers in there, but they're you know, not guys that are at all close to being completely maxed yet. Uh, so it's, it's kind of laid back and casual as far as a league goes. I love the format that is, you know, each week there's going to be one league war per week. And it's going to be up to the team captains to figure out when that war is going to be during the week and how long the prep day and how long the war day is. So it gives a little bit of leeway to those of us who are in multiple different uh, time zones, like the Knights of Zion. We have people in Europe. We have a bunch of people in the United States. And then we have people out in the Pacific also. Uh, so we're we're all over the place. Uh, and if we... If we were to drop down and have our Eden's Edge guys, uh, our, our Town Hall 11 and up plan, and then we've even got people that are that are in India, in in the Middle East and whatnot. So we've got well, we got people all over the world, and uh, I appreciate that we have the ability to schedule the clan wars around what fits for the two clans that are involved. Uh, a lot of leagues have set times, uh, which has kind of prevented us from doing that in the past, but now. Uh, we're looking forward to participating in this. So Big D is going to be leading one clan, uh, and the name of that clan, that, the one, that team he's going to be using, is, is Knights of Zion. They are representing Knights of Zion as our our best of the best, that we've taken our, our best six guys uh, and even pulled a couple of our guys uh, who have been in and out of the clan doing, uh, well, maybe some league play, maybe some other things, but they're, they're going to be helping Big D out on that team. Uh, I'm going to be team captain of the second team, and the name of that second team is Jericho Rising. We decided that we're going to use the, the clan names from our clan family to name our teams. Uh, now, part of the, the league rules is that we have to create new clans for the, the league, so it'll all be level one clans, which is just fine. Um, so we're going to have two clans called Knights of Zion, 
two clans called Jericho Rising. <laughs> and the third team, going to be led by Kratos, is going to be named Eden's Edge. Kratos is a, a co-leader down in Eden's Edge with, I don't even remember what, he's got a bunch of different accounts, and I'm not sure which one is his main one down in Eden's Edge. He's got a 14 that wars with us in Knights of Zion. Uh, but Kratos is going to be leading that third team, and it's going to be called Eden's Edge. So uh, anybody who is interested in following along with the action, uh, you can join up into the Clash Files Discord. Uh, so discord.gg slash Clash Files, and there will be a lot of the action going on there. Uh, you might have to react to one of the roles to get access to what's going on with Summer Scrims. If you have a clan that would like to... Uh, participate again join the, the clash files discord uh look for the self roles about the town hall 14 scrims uh this is, i think it's called summer fun time summer scrim something like that uh react to that and then you'll be able to see the registration channel if you need help um ping me i'm, I'm catfish uh or you can ping any of the other event organizers that are going uh, that are active in that clash files discord if uh you're an individual that has a town hall 14 and maybe doesn't have a clan uh, or if you're a clan that only has, like, three people who um, want to participate, there is there, there is going to be some free agent registration. Uh, so if, if you're just an individual Town Hall 14 that would like to participate, join the server, uh, get the role for the scrims. There's a free agent registry, and what they're going to do is essentially put all of the free agents with some of their, their profile information on a list, and then any teams that aren't complete. So it's a 5v5 format. Each team is allowed to have six players so that you've got one player that can rotate around should anybody need a day off that week. Um, so any team that doesn't have enough players, you know, if they don't have five, they're going to have a draft from the free agents. Uh, or if we don't, if, if let's say all the teams are full, but we have five free agents listed now, well, one of those guys is now going to become a uh, team captain and we'll have another team going. So I encourage you, come out and play. Uh, it's one more per week. Uh, and it's going to be a, a one-hit format war, so it's one war hit per week. It doesn't take a whole lot of time. Uh, the team captains will decide the prep day length and the war day length, depending on what works for each of the clans. And uh, we're going to have some fun. At the end, there'll be a tournament to see which is the best of the best. And uh, we certainly hope that one of the teams from Knights of Zion is at the top of that list. Uh, I, I personally hope it's not the team that's named Knights of Zion. Uh, we're going to have some per some some friendly competition here between the three clans or the three teams coming from the Knights of Zion clan. Uh, I think Big D thinks his team is going to be completely OP and on paper, they certainly look like they will be. Uh, they look like they're going to be a very good team and I can't wait to see what they do. But me and Kratos and our groups of filthy casuals are going to try to play spoiler on that and uh, see what we can do against our own clan mates in this league coming up. So I've, I, I tend to, to promote the, the events that are going on in the Clash Files quite a bit. They've been a, a great community that has embraced uh, all of this newer generation of podcasters, and I, I completely and utterly appreciate that. Um, they let me promote my podcast and their server. I know a lot of you who are listening have come from that family. Uh, either you are podcast hosts or just dedicated listeners and have been active in that community for many years, and I appreciate that. So as part of that big podcaster community thing, uh, I want to offer up the ability to promote your podcast. Um, I'm, I'm a moderator in the Klaus Gaming YouTube 
uh, Discord, and we do have a content creation role. Uh, we have over 5,600 members in the server, and I have picked up several um, several listeners from promoting my podcast in that server. Podcasts were not a thing that was um, it was not a medium that was that was promoted a whole lot in that community until Clash on the Potty um, when when. Proverbs 31 and Tribe of Judah did their interview with Klaus that kind of opened up some of the YouTube community to the Discord community, and they've been promoting their podcast in there. Uh, I've been I've been doing the same thing, so it's dynamite with Clashing On. Uh, if you are a podcast host and would like to promote your podcast in a in a Clash of Clans community, join our, our Klaus Gaming Discord. Uh, it's he, he uses a bit.ly link, so bit.ly slash Klaus G Discord. Um, the link is in, I believe it's already in my, my podcast description. It'll be in the show notes here. Come join the, the Klaus Gaming YouTube um, Discord community. Uh, go to the self-role. You have to go through and acknowledge you know, that you'll, you'll abide by the rules and whatnot so that you can get access to the server. Go to the self-roles, and you're going to want to look for the content pending role. Uh, once you claim the content pending role, you can read the rules for posting content in that Discord community, uh, you can submit an application with a, a link to your your podcast and uh, saying, you know, there's a couple of questions that go along with that. It's supposed to be a, a Supercell-based, uh, either YouTube channel, Twitch channel, podcast, whatever. But post that as an application. I'm one of the, the content uh, application reviewers, so if I see that, um, you can go ahead and ping me, uh, Catfish Koz, and I'll I'll look over the the stuff and uh, get you that that role so that you can then post your stuff in our Discord server to all 5,600 members that, that we have in there. And there's quite a few active folks in there, and we'd love to see more, uh, you know, more interaction, more conversations, and whatnot. And I, I think the podcast community is a great one for for having a lot of good conversations. Uh, some of the rules, though, is that um, we can't, we don't do explicit content. So if there's any explicit content, uh, then, then the, the the application will be denied. Um, we want everything to be, you know, made for 13 and up. I believe is what the rules say. But we, we really want to have a friend, family friendly atmosphere in the server. Is the way that we do things in the server, and we want any content that we promote to be the same way. Uh, so if you, if you fall under those guidelines then please, please feel free to come on over and uh, we'll let you be able to to promote your podcast in uh, that Clash of Clans server. Some other ones that do allow posting and promoting of, of content, uh, I know that Clash Bashing does and so does Judo Sloth. All right, thank Morning. you. Thank you, sir. So if you're in their Discord servers, um, they have, I think they just call them video clip is what they're you know the channel name is but it's basically for for sharing your content so you can uh, you can go into their servers and share your content there too and that might go a little bit of ways towards a, you know a conversation that we had last week about the uh, the creator codes um, that, that none of us podcasters have the creator codes and I'm not sure that it's even a possibility yet uh, because of, of some of the changes that supercells made to the creator codes uh, but Good Cop, Bad Cop um, started a conversation with a lot of the podcast hosts talking about ways that we might be able to do that. And I think it's it's definitely an intriguing idea. Uh, I would love to be able to get to where we can 
I don't know, we can highlight this community a little bit more uh, and, and grow it a little bit more. I've, I've enjoyed being a part of it for the few short months that I have been. And uh, I don't know, it's just a neat, a neat medium that uh, hopefully a lot more people will get interested in listening to. And if we can do that together and grow our community together, I think that's a great thing. Uh, so, yeah, come on over and, and submit your your content creator application and uh, hopefully we'll be able to share some good some good uh, podcast episodes there so what events do we have going on y'all anytime there's an update anytime there's any sort of balance changes uh, anytime there's a dead week between you know clan war and clan games then they have all these fun events that are going on uh, and usually they'll have what like three four events going on at the same time <clears throat> and I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm weird, maybe, but I always try to come up with a way that I can do all of the events, all of the troop events at the same time. Part of that is, is that usually it's either win 10 or like 15 uh, raids with whatever the event troop is, right? Well, if they only give you three days, some of them are longer than that, but if they only give you three days and it takes you longer than a day to figure out what you're going to be doing and you happen to be in Legend League, uh, you only get eight attacks per day, so it takes two days for you to complete those 15 win challenges, uh, and, and it can be kind of difficult when there's a bunch of them that are all lumped together. So we had the Rocket Loon, the Miner, the Witch, and the Super Barb events that were all going on. Um, some of those you only had to use one. Some of them you had to use like 10. I think the Miners was like 10. Uh, but yeah, you had to use these troops to be able to get various different rewards. Some of the rewards were worth it, and some of the rewards were worth the gems that you were going to be getting. Uh, me, I, I did all four of those at the same time, y'all. And it sounded like a complete and utter chaos. Um Rocket loons, miners, witches, and super barbs. So I thought, all right, miners, let's 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 build it off of like a hybrid. I'll be honest, I have never been an expert at hybrid. I've just not been able to get that one down. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I can I can do some queen charge Lalo stuff. Uh, I I'm I use witches right, and everybody's gonna say witch spam, but it's still. You have to do it surgically to do it right, which I, I know that I've heard some other people saying that they oh, they just can never get the, you know, they can never get witches. They just can't get it to work. And, well, it's because it's not just spam. There really is a little bit of technique that goes into, do you drop the witch first or do you drop your golems first? Do you, you know, do you funnel or do you just do a wall? And that has to do more with, more than just is it spam or not spam. It has to do with, with base layout and, and the pathing that's going to happen there. Uh, are are the the golems going to clump up? Are the witches going to spread out? Whatever. That that's not what the, the point of this is. The point of this this segment is talking about these events. So I basically built a hybrid, and then I took a super barb and wizards in my uh, or super wizards in my blimp, and I was doing a blizzard hybrid witch attack. Um, yeah. And I would take a couple of the rocket loons so that I could use the rocket loons to kind of tank for my blimp as it was heading to wherever it was that I was sending it, depending on what, what the, what the base layout called for. Uh, so a couple rocket loons to tank for the blimp, send the blimp in, do the blizzard portion, which 
sometimes, man, I'm doing the blizzard and I'm like, this is the bomb. I'm getting down like 25, 30% of the bases with this blizzard. The next time I send that sucker in, the, bl- the, the blimp doesn't get anywhere near where I want it to go um, because it dropped sooner than I was expecting. I missed the, the invisibility spell. And because I'm a complete and total noob, I would drop a second invisibility spell because I didn't realize my super wizards are dead. I've just wasted everything and didn't take down a single defense. Um, so sometimes... It was awesome. Sometimes it was a fail. Uh, I shared a couple of the three stars that I was finally able, once I figured out some of the timing and the pathing of this thing, I was finally able to get a couple triples going. Uh, And it worked so well on a few attacks for me that I looked at at the war and I looked at one of the bases that was left and I was like, this base is really similar to what I just hit uh, raiding in Legend League. So I hit it with this crazy weird rocket loon blizzard witch hybrid and just demolished the base got a three-star in war with it too uh i know the tribe of judah saw some of those and, and some made some modifications to my army and has been doing kind of a similar thing the last uh, uh last few days before those those uh events ended uh so thank you tribe for seeing what i was doing making some modifications and, and verifying that, yes, it was indeed an okay army. Uh, so, yeah, I knocked all four of those events out at the same time, got the rewards for that, and then was able to turn a couple of those things into gems and use a couple of the other ones to uh, to get my, my base going and upgrading. All right, so the other event that was going on this past week, uh, and it's still going on now for those who may not have been able to finish it yet, was this Inferno Town Challenge. Uh, how many of y'all have finished that challenge and did anybody get it done, you know, in one try? Uh, I think it took me five tries, uh, to figure it out. And <laughs> I had, I had woke up that morning I log into discord and I see people and I, I think they're talking about like, you know, potential, dreamed up troops or, or things going on. Somebody said something about new super troop and they're talking about super P.E.K.K.A., which that that's already in the game, right? That that's in the builder base. Uh, and they start talking about P.E.K.K.A.s that are able to attack air troops. And I'm like, what are these guys talking about, man? Then I log in to the game and I see this challenge, right? I, I go ahead and start the challenge and then very quickly figure out what the heck it is that they're talking about. Um, when these challenges come out, usually there's most of them have had a spot where you can seriously just spam everything in a corner and uh, it all works, right? It's just the way that they ha- that they happen. I don't know that Supercell designs it that way. So yeah, I started off, I was just like, okay, let's see if it works here. I drop everything in the corner and then just start, you know, waiting to see where it is that I need to drop my spells and all of a sudden, the entire army's gone. I'm like, what the heck is this about? And it's not like there's a replay where I can, you know, slow-mo see what's going on. What the heck killed my whole army? The only thing I saw come out of there was a P.E.K.K.A. So the next time I, I pay attention, and I'm like, let me try it again the same way, simply because I want to see what's going on. I drop everything, and then I start watching. And I'm like... This stupid P.E.K.K.A. is one-shotting everything, and it's doing splash damage to ground and air. What is this? What is that about? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly glad that thing is not actually in-game. Uh, I don't think there would be anything that could 
stop it. It is just a monster. Uh, they're calling it the Mega P.E.K.K.A. And I don't know what the Mega stands for, because just like with P.E.K.K.A. that has a, you know, a period between everything, like it's an acronym, the Mega was all done the same way. Uh, Clash Clans tweeted out something about the Mega P.E.K.K.A., and it was all capital letters, dots between everything, one acronym, not split into two words, but yeah, Mega P.E.K.K.A. Uh, if that thing actually comes into game, we're, we're done. Uh, the base builders are all going to either hate it because it's going to be doing splash damage and one-shotting every building on the thing, or they're going to love it because everybody's going to be sticking one in the CC and you're never going to be able to kill it. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it took me five or six tries to, to finish that Inferno Town. Now, Itsu actually issued a challenge on this. I don't remember if it was on one of his streams or one of his videos, but Itsu issued, issued a challenge to see who could do it the fastest. And... Uh, you know, it took me almost the entire, I think it's three minutes that they give you. It took me almost the whole time on when I finally did figure out a way that worked for me. It took a lot of time um, because I'm trying to draw this stupid P.E.K.K.A. out and figure out how I can kill it, whatever. A uh, guy in our clan, the Knights of Zion, Benjo, he's the one that sees it first in the clan and starts chatting about it in Discord, uh, asking if anybody else is trying to beat Itsu's challenge and get the fastest time. Uh, I think the first time that, that Benjo posted as being one of his best times was around the 48, 44 second mark, which all of us in the clan are like, dang, Benjo, that's pretty fast, man. Where are you sitting out on the leaderboard? And he was, you know, top 10 or something. Uh, and then he eventually got it down to like 33 seconds. Yeah. 33 seconds is all it took him to complete this challenge. And he was sitting at like number two, number three, something like that. He was in the top. Yeah, he was in the top three because he said that I think uh, Itsu was going to give uh, gold passes to the three fastest times. And he was currently sitting at like number three. I'm like, dang, all right, man. Benju, you may remember me talking about that name as being like one of the top guys the last month's SCCWL. Uh, he's constantly just crushing it. He's one of our, our Lalo masters in the clan uh, and is one of the guys that, that Big D selected first when he was making his selection for the, the uh, Knights of Zion tryhards that are going to be working out in this uh, this summer scrims league. Uh, but he had some free time. He doesn't have a whole lot of that. He works on a farm with his dad and is constantly busy. But he had a little bit of free time between farm stuff, so he's like, you know what, I'm going to try working on this uh, this Inferno Town Challenge. Homeboy got it down. He was he was screen recording, so we have we have a YouTube video evidence of it. And once that once it all goes public, I'll, I'll maybe I'll share the link to that in uh, in the Discord server. But Benjo got it done in 29 seconds. Uh, his replay shows. He has two minutes and 31 seconds left. And it's it's not just a screenshot. There were a lot of people that were posting Photoshop screenshots into Itsu's uh, channel. And he had some of his moderators with with uh, cyber forensic skills that were looking to see if stuff had been Photoshopped. And those guys were all getting uh, getting the boot. But it, was, it wasn't just a screenshot. Uh, Benjo's screen recorded the thing. And watching him, he did it on a phone, too. He wasn't even on an iPad. So... He's having to scroll from top to bottom, left to right, to get these troops deployed in the right spots in a quick enough time to take out the base. And he's doing it on a phone. So, I mean, 
this screen recording looks absolutely spastic because he's having to scroll the screen all over the place. But got it done in 29 seconds. Uh, we're waiting for the official word uh, from from Itsu as to who got these passes uh, because he also has two Discord servers, right? He's got his English channel and his German channel, so we're, we're trying to figure out if, if this is uh, going to be the fastest thing in both channels. But right now... Benjo is sitting first place with the fastest time at 29 seconds. And it's absolutely insane, y'all. Uh, beating that challenge so quickly. And here's his secret. Well, not his secret. It was what all these guys were posting these fast times. They just completely ignored the stupid P.E.K.K.A. The Mega P.E.K.K.A. lives through the whole thing. He just spread the troops out and got the pathing done right to where everything is converging now upon the town hall at the end. Uh, at, the, at the very last second, it goes from a 91% one star to everything they converge on that town hall, and it goes to a triple at 29 seconds spent, and it's just absolutely amazing. I can't wait to share the link with y'all. It might be a bit because we, we don't want to share it and make it go public until we're you know we have the official stuff, and I'll wait until Benjo gives me the uh, the okay to share it. But it was absolutely nuts, y'all. Uh, so congrats to Benjo for winning that. I'm hoping that we will see that name be announced in an Itsu video uh, sometime soon. And you all will be seeing more of Benjo in the Town Hall 14 Summer Scrims over on the Clash Files League. All right, y'all. Time for uh, the questions for Catfish. And we're going to combine that with our coffee talk segment this week. Uh, question came in from the hammer, the dirty gemmer from C2J. Uh, and the hammer says, if you had to drink one for the rest of your life, would it be Maxwell house medium roast or Folgers medium roast? Uh, hammer man. Why you, why you gotta be trolling like that, brother? Uh, I, I thought we were cool, man. I, th I thought, yeah, whatever. Um, that's like asking. That's like asking a a craft beer enthusiast if he's only gonna, you know, if he can only drink one, is it gonna be Bud Light or Miller Light? Uh, that's like asking a a supercar enthusiast if he can only drive one car for the rest of his life, is it gonna be a Gremlin or a Pinto? Um, yeah, I mean, if we're gonna if we're going to stay within the confines of your question. I really don't know. Uh, it's been so long since I've brewed either of those. Uh, and yeah, I, I, that's, that's what I used to drink, um, before I got turned on to specialty coffee. Uh, I think it was Folgers. I think that's the one that I used to brew at home. Just, you know, in my little Mr. Coffee, uh, 12 cup, auto drip brewer i think that's what i used at home was that was, was some some folders but i i don't know i could be wrong um so yeah i guess i'll say that but i don't ever foresee that happening um that's that's just not gonna be it if, if i had to uh give up paying for the uh the, the specialty roasted stuff that i get from local places where i get shipped in from from other spots around the world um Man, I might, I might just start roasting my own. Uh, it'd be, it's cheaper if you can actually have the ability to roast it. Um, it's cheaper to buy the beans green. Um, if if I have to go cheap 
let's say that I can't buy the specialty beans because, I don't know, uh, money's dried up, don't have any more, can't spend the amount of money that I normally do on coffee per month. I'm actually going to be buying my coffee from Aldi. Uh, they have some single origin uh, whole bean um, coffees that are like $5 a pound, which is extremely cheap. And for the price, it's actually good. So if you're somebody who is wanting to break into some some little bit better coffee, uh, those of us in my, I have an online group on Facebook that I'm a member of. Um, it's the only thing that Facebook is good for anymore is groups. Um, I'm in a couple gaming groups on Facebook and then a, a coffee group. Um, every once in a while, I'll post something to share with family. But really, Facebook is is the only only thing it's good for is groups right now. And it's it's I don't know. I think it's one of the best places out there um, for, for sharing this type of stuff. And we're actually considering moving our group, not moving our group, but adding a Discord server to this group because Discord's the other kind of thing that works well for groups uh, because of the way you can separate channels. You all know that, right? Because if you're listening to this, you're probably one of the Discords. Um, but when we when we have people that come in like the, the broke college student who loves good coffee but just can't afford to buy stuff, our first recommendation is always Aldi single origin whole bean, uh, and and f- get yourself a halfway decent grinder. We always recommend a hand grinder because they're a little bit cheaper and do more consistent on a budget. But yeah, if if I'm going to be forced to go on on a budget, and that's why you're telling me I got to go with Maxwell House or Maxwell House or Folgers, sorry, I'm going over to Aldi and getting their stuff. It's a lot better um, than the the mass commodity grade stuff at the at the uh at the the grocery store um and there's also some fair trade things and the the, you know the the treatment of the farmers and the roasters and all that coming into play as to why uh we go with some different things um it's not just because i like the coffee better but i like the way that the coffee is farmed uh, how it's produced, how it's harvested, processed, shipped. Uh, there's some other considerations that go into it. Now, I know that, that I get some some eye rolls and whatnot when I break into my, my coffee nerdery. Uh, and let me, let me equate this to something. Um, we have a lot of people that join this Facebook group. They see the name of the Facebook group and they're like, oh, I like going to Starbucks every day, so I'm going to be in this coffee group. And they quickly get shot down when they start posting, you know, the, the memes that we have seen repeated over and over again, or they start talking about some of these big names in the coffee industry, and then we're like, no, guys, that's not what the point of this is. And they all snob shame us, right? We're, we're coffee snobs. I can't believe you guys are, are looking down on us because we don't drink good coffee. No, we're not looking down on you because you don't drink good coffee. Drink what you like. The thing that we're, we're trying to do is we have a group that is devoted to a certain purpose, and that purpose of the group is specialty coffee. You came into the group and failed to read the description and see what the purpose of that group is, and now you're, you're upset because you're not abiding by the guidelines of the group. All of us that run Discord servers or moderate on Discord servers, when people start doing things outside of the channels that they're supposed to do things, we get upset, right? We've got auto mods that are in there taking care of things. We've got moderators that are taking care of other things. What I like to equate it is, okay, let's say you have just joined a group that is dedicated to supercars, right? We've got a lot of guys who are into cars, right? Let's say you've just joined a group who is dedicated to supercars. Does that mean you have to own a supercar to be in a group that likes supercars? 
No. Does that mean that the guys who own supercars are going to look down on you because you don't own a supercar? Yeah, they might. But any group that's really talking about and really wants to spread their influence and teach people about their own hobby, they're not going to be doing that. They're going to be you know, talking to people about, well, here's what you can do to get there. Uh, here's some of the cool things about the cars and how we can expand our influence on this community is by teaching people who are trying to come up. It's kind of what we try to do in my coffee group is teach people about it, about the specialty level. So let's say you've joined this group about supercars and now you start posting pictures of your car. You love your car. You spend a lot of time working on your car. Is your car awful? No, your car does exactly what it's supposed to do. It gets you from point A to point B. It doesn't cost you a bunch of money to fill up its gas tank, and it's not gas guzzling. It is an awesome car. I don't care if that car is the Pinto or the Gremlin that we talked about. Uh, I don't care if it's a minivan, uh, a Ford F-150, a little hatchback compact car. Your car that you love does everything that you want it to do. But it's not a supercar. So when you start posting pictures of it, in a group that's dedicated to supercars, yeah, they're, they're going to make fun of you for thinking that your car is a supercar when it's not. Uh, so that, that's where I'm at on the specialty coffee thing. Do you drink Folgers, Maxwell House, Starbucks? Uh, I'm not even going to mention the other name of this company that, that uh, claims to be veteran known and do great things for veteran. But as a veteran, I do not like the company. Um, do you like those? Fantastic. Does the coffee taste good to you? Awesome. Is it something that, that I'm going to nerd out about? No, because I just, I have a different palate. I'm not going to look down upon you for drinking what you like, right? Uh, just as the same, I'm not going to look down upon a Town Hall 7 who's still trying to work his way up through because I'm a Town Hall 14. No, I've I've been there. I love Town Hall 7. It's one of my favorites. I, I absolutely love Town Hall 7. I went back and, and made sure that I have another account that's a Town Hall 7 because it's fun. Um, but I have moved on from that kind of coffee. That doesn't mean that when I'm out traveling, if I need to stop at a, uh, a gas station, I'll drink gas station coffee. I actually like gas station coffee better than some of the other um, premium coffee brands we'll say and anybody who's ever watched dude perfect they did a, a video where they you know this blind taste testing because they've got a, a coffee nerd in their group right the uh, the purple hoser uh, and he actually chose gas station coffee over his own pour over stuff that were, was made in a, in a chemex probably because honestly that can be better than some of the other crap that's out there so uh that, that claims to have a big name so Maxwell House versus Folgers, I think I'm going to choose Folgers if I have to stay in the confines of that question, but in reality, I, I'm going to be getting a different store brand uh, if it, that's what it comes down to. All right, y'all, uh, that's going to be it for this week. Thanks for, for riding along with me. Thanks for, for joining me on this commute. Uh, I do appreciate everything that everybody that's listening, everybody that's giving me feedback uh, and, and submitting questions. It's fun to have those and to, to ruminate on them for a little bit and then and to try to answer them here. Uh, I don't actually get to have you know, a, a conversation with you while I'm recording these, but it's at least nice to have somebody to talk to while I'm driving. So if you've got any other questions, any other comments, 
hit me up. Uh, I don't care which Discord server it is. If it's the one that I'm in where I, I'm in Clash on the Potties Discord, have a couple channels there, come join me there, or, or ping me in the Klaus Gaming or any of the other Discord servers that I'm in, uh, Class Files and, and, and whatnot, um, hit me up there. Uh, I look forward to seeing what happens over the next week with Clan Games, uh, SCCWL coming up shortly and then around the same time is when we're going to be starting these summer scrims so we've got some great events to look forward to uh i've got an event in my head that i may or may not try to host somewhere uh that won't be until the fall so we'll hang off on on doing some official announcements um but it's going to be during football season y'all uh and that that's going to be tied to that uh so be on the lookout for that any of you college football fans out there uh that's what i'm going to try to do uh sometime later this fall uh say around the time that the historical last regular season game is and if i'm, I'm sure some of y'all figure out what that one is if you're college football fans but for now uh everybody have a great time out there in uh, clan games uh look forward to seeing how y'all have done there uh there's no prizes no cool points but let me know who gets them done first and uh good luck everybody in the meantime everybody stay safe and have some fun while you're out there playing in traffic bye for now